So hello everybody and welcome to this RPM Technic podcast and today I'm talking with Greg Daly about brakes and specifically a question we get asked all the time both from a performance point of view and a cost point of view the difference between PCCBs, ceramic brakes and steel brakes. So Greg let's uh, let's talk about this subject that comes up time and time again. Indeed. We approach all the big topics on these podcasts, don't we, Tim? <laughs> <laughs> I sometimes sit here and wonder, I wonder when people are actually listening to yeah. these. <laughs> but um, yeah, I mean, obviously in the little uh, niche of the uh, the performance car world that I and, and yourself work in, it, it is actually a really common question we get asked when we're on track days, you know, socially if you're in the pub and someone knows what you do for a living and or um, when I'm picking up the phone and someone's asking us about um, a car. Uh, and generally speaking, this topic seems to raise its head most on things like GT3s because it's an option um, and quite an expensive option. Um, I think what I find is that people don't want to either buy wrong um, for the application that they're going to be using the car for um, in, in all senses of the word, you know, whether they're going to be too much to run. So it's a, an interesting topic, which we can probably allay some misconceptions some fears and, and give some sort of real world experience on. So I guess if we start at the beginning, when you buy a GT3, as you've um, done brand new, you have the choice between steels and ceramics. So Bobby simple stuff is you get red brake calipers on steels and you get the yellow brake calipers on ceramics and do you know what the amount of times but that's just the reason yes. that people want them so first of all that's the, the simple one when we get into the detail of it clearly with something like a GT3 RS that is the top of the the, the, the tree in terms of track cars that Porsche build and sometimes people just want obviously all the options but what we're looking at is a steel brake, which is obviously red calipered, and what Porsche call a floating disc. So, floating disc means that um, between the the actual brake disc and how it's attached to the hub, it allows a little bit of movement. So, as the brake disc uh, warms up, it prevents them from warping um, and allows you to run them at much higher temperatures. Um, cost of them sort of you know 700 quid each or something like that for a uh, a porsche steel disc everyone calls them steels actually made from iron but we'll continue to call them steels for the simplicity of the conversation um and then the ceramic discs which are made of a crushed composite ceramic uh so i don't profess to know the exact way chip in if you do <laughs> um, but my understanding is it's chopped carbon goes through a very clever heating process to form the final piece the article the, the final disc at the moment we're up to pcm uh, pcm uh, pccb fours uh, which is the fourth generation of them and i think you've had probably a couple of different generations of ceramics have you now yeah i have cars? from sort of 991 gt3 to 991.2 rs yeah different yeah. generations of them um so they are 50% lighter um again if we're just looking at the basic facts so i mean as a driver 50% lighter brake easy thing to sort of read and band about all the time but what what does that really mean to you it means agility in in chassis dynamics yep. because any rotating mass you've only got to spin a spinner a bicycle wheel to know how much rotating mass affects the gyroscopic effect mm -hmm. of the car so a heavy 
iron steel disc rotating at speed is going to have a huge gyrational um, impact on the car's ability to change direction. Yeah. And it's also, so it's, it's rotating mass as well as unsprung mass. And unsprung mass is what's going up and down on the end of your suspension, yeah. which has inertia built into it. So mm. the less weight there is jumping up and down, the better the suspension is able to cope with the humps and bumps of the road. So it's two things, it's directional agility mm -hmm. um, and it's ability to cope with undulations better, the lighter the better. And you know, road versus track, you know, will you notice it as a driver driving a car with steels versus ceramics back to back if that was possible on the road, do you think? No, on the road, almost impossible unless you're breaking the speed limit by some <laughs> ridiculous amount because yeah. obviously weight mass if you like is is proportional to speed yep. and you're not really traveling fast enough even on the road to generate the kind of um, feeling difference that you would expect to, to feel on the track and on track then uh, on doing your track days yes there yeah. is definitely a difference that you can feel the same thing goes for lightweight wheels magnesium yeah. wheels it's, it's interesting that your first answer is about unsprung mass and uh, you know, gyroscopic forces because a lot of the time when chatting to people they expect our first answer to be about outright braking performance not the weight of them that is an aspect as well yep. uh, because ceramics do have a sharper bite, mm -hmm. um, they're less prone to fade, yep. um, they, although they generate temperature, they're designed to work at temperature, mm. um, so there is definitely a performance gain, mm -hmm. again not so much on the road and sometimes actually ceramic brakes on the road can almost be a bit too grabby yep. and lacking in feel, but when you're braking hard on a track you want as much uh, bite and retardation as you can get. So mm. ceramics are better in that instance. Because some, some people, and again, this one we've, I don't think we've, we've ever spoken about, is some people say that they feel that they could modulate the brake pedal on a steel brake better than a ceramic. Do you agree or disagree? Yeah, that is absolutely true. Yeah. Um, but again, that applies really to driving at slower speeds. Okay. Because you're braking that much harder on a track that the, although modulation is important, it's at a much a more aggressive, harder level. Mm. Whereas on the road, you're trying to drive smoothly, aren't you? Yeah. So you don't want the, 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 the brakes to grab sort of disproportionately to the amount of pressure you're putting on the pedal. So it's easier to, to modulate and drive smoothly on a steel brake on the road. Yeah. But it's something you adapt to. If you're if you you know if you get a car on ceramics you soon adapt to it. Yeah. Yeah and then that's the point, yeah. isn't it? And like one of the we'll probably touch on quite a few of these, but one of the misconceptions that I deal with when chatting to people on the phone a lot is that they've read online when that they first put the brake pedal down using a ceramic disc that there's not going to have any braking force there. And I can see you laughing and shaking your head over there. They're not like that anymore. They may have been back in the early 2000s when Porsche first introduced them, but Christ, we've come a long way since then, haven't we? No, Greg, you're not going to get to the end of your one-mile drive on your country estate <laughs> and find that the brakes don't work as you leave at, uh, at 7 o'clock in the morning on a February morning. No, no it, that doesn't happen. They work better when they're hot, mm. but by better we mean at race car performance, track day performance. In terms of normal road use, they work absolutely fine. They mm. don't need loads of temperature in them to work on the road. No, no, exactly. And 
I guess then another question we have is, well, what's the wear rates? You know, how, how are they going to live? Uh, how are they going to survive, sorry, in terms of the length of ownership of the car? Which, first of all, always makes me smile because everyone keeps their car on average about 18 months. Yeah. So <laughs> no one even gets through a set of pads. But, um, but again, it, it is a relevant question because it will come onto it in a second. Cost obviously comes into it. But if we just look at it just on the wear rates of them, how have you found that? Okay, well, on the road... The wear rate on steels is greater than on ceramics mm -hmm. because you're actually only using a tiny proportion of the, the brake's ability with ceramics on the road. Yep. Whereas you're using a greater percentage of the, of the braking capacity with steel on the road. Yep. So actually you do wear your steels out quicker if anyone was ever going to do enough miles mm -hmm. um, you know, with, uh, with road use. And certainly time corrodes steel discs in a way that they don't corrode ceramic discs. Mm. So yeah, on the road, um, iron steel discs wear out quicker uh, for the same uh, amount of usage. Mm. However, on the track, it is, it's a whole different ball game again, because the steels wear out much, much faster on the track. I mean, if I tell you that Carrera Cup cars change their discs, their steel discs every race, yep. that tells you how much they wear out. Mm -hmm. um, so whilst a, a ceramic will last longer both on the road and on the uh, on the track. The steel is wearing out much much quicker on the track. And so that's where we're talking about the disc. The actual pads, you reckon they wear an equivalent rate because the the ceramic pads that we run with the ceramic discs um, are far more expensive, obviously, and that is one of the consumable parts which is more likely to be replaced compared to the actual disc itself. Yeah, I mean, you'd, you'd probably have to ask Ollie, our technical <laughs> expert, exactly, but I haven't found a great deal of difference in terms of outright pad wear. Yep. Um, you know, it depends what pads you're running, but obviously um, ceramic brakes run with special ceramic um, pads mm -hmm. and steels run with normal um, sintered pads. Yes. Um, but, you know, there's there's probably not a huge difference in it. Mm. And and again, then, if we're talking, so we've discussed the pads of the disc, the outright performance differences for, let's just say, first of all, that the average owner of the car does a couple of track days a year, handful of road miles, road trips and stuff like that the at the limit for them for their driving style performance difference between the two of them uh, my opinion is Porsche build the best brakes out there full stop and I think sometimes the steels are actually twice the performance that most people need anyway what do you think yeah I, I mean I think if you're only doing occasional track days and most of your mileage is on the road, steels are perfectly adequate. Mm. And in fact, they're perfectly adequate for most people doing lots of track days. They just need replacing more often, but of course yeah. they're a lot cheaper to replace. Um, yeah. And in fact, you know, certain schools of thought in different parts of the world are quite different. For example, in the Middle East, where there's an awful lot of very hot track days and, and lots of them, people almost always run their cars on steels. Yeah. Um, and they just replace them quite often. But mm. they, they're doing that because if they ran the same number of days on <laughs> ceramics, they'd end up replacing ceramics at four to five grand per corner. Yeah, it, start, it starts to get a bit serious at that, that kind of level. Um, and I don't know, if you, have you ever done any subjective testing on a steel versus a ceramic on an outright lap? Do you know if there's any actual 
There would be a performance gain, yeah. uh, but you feel most of the gain in turn after sort of a few laps, mm -hmm. so that you know, so that ceramics will maintain their consistency even mm -hmm. under heavy braking after several laps, whereas you will get a degree of fade on steels. Yes, and again, a degree because sometimes I think when we're discussing these, you know, there's a for and against of either, mm -hmm. but. You know, plenty of times we've taken people out in cars on steels, and they just cannot believe the braking performance mm. of the car itself. So we, you know, what we're, we're discussing is that that top three or four percent of you know getting yeah. the performance out of the, out yeah. of the car, um, and because of that, one question I get asked when people are saying, "Oh, which one shall I go for?" is, "Well, if um, what, why is it that uh, race cars don't run ceramics?" Which isn't quite the answer. It's not quite as straightforward as it sounds. Yeah. Well, a lot answer. of cars do. Is yeah. the short answer. Mm. It's only in Porsche Carrera Cup that they run steels. Mm. Um, in international GT racing, Le Mans, etc., they're all running ceramic brakes. Mm. Interesting. And obviously, their budgets are mm. far outweighed the normal track day goer. Um, and I guess this one probably is more for me. That you know the dynamics of selling them commercially once you know as a used car i mean as well actually ask you as a buyer what would you have well as a buyer in this country mm -hmm. everybody says when you get a gt model you must have ceramics you must have lift mm -hmm. you know mm -hmm. you must have extended leather there's certain things you have to have mm. and certainly in my experience selling a car without any of those things would be harder mm -hmm. um they would you'd obviously be looking for less return on 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 the car anyway but you've bought it for less money yeah. but it's harder to sell uh, because most people are petrified of buying a car without those options yeah and an interesting counter to that is that it for me personally and also commercially maybe because of my personal opinion it wouldn't bother me owning or buying myself a steel braked gt3 club sport because we've touched on it many times where you have to be realistic to your own driving standards what you're going to be doing with the car mm. in as much that i know how good those steel brakes are mm. versus my personal you know, performance behind the wheel mm. and given the amount of track days i do they mm. would actually for me probably be more brake than i would ever need anyway mm. um and then if i got to a point where i thought oh, you know i'm running out of brakes every two track days it, we, we've not come onto it yet, but there are aftermarket upgrades for both steel and ceramic from manufacturer standard, mm. um, which are very, very good these days. Even you know, if we start with steels, um, or, you know, I don't know if you're in, into M-Power cars, a lot of those run up upgraded steels if you're going to do any you know, serious track work. Um, and you know, the likes of AP Racing and so on and so forth produce some unbelievable discs to do track days in. So yeah. it's, whilst I agree with you, I think for me, I quite like a steel brake, um, mainly probably because of the cost of replacement should yet a problem. Yeah. yeah, I think you're absolutely right. And as we said before, for 90, 95% of people, a steel's a perfectly adequate brake. So the mm. other thing is that you've, you've got no worry about chipping a disc. Yep. You know, it's got not, it no, may not be wear, but if you're running PCCBs, the amount of stones there are on the road and things now, you chip a disc with a stone that gets caught between the caliper and the disc, 
and when you next take your car to Porsche, they'll tell you that disc has to be changed because yeah. it's it's you know it will fracture and break, mm. and that's four to five grand. Yeah. So running steels alleviates that risk completely, mm. um, even if you're never going to use the performance and run on track. So there's a, there's a benefit there. Yes, yeah, and we've owned very luckily cars with steels mm. and ceramics. I would say the only thing that. Um, or the thing that I like about running ceramics on your own car is that you just know you will outbreak every single car yeah, there. Yeah. You know, there's that lovely bit of confidence if you've outbraked yourself, there's always actually a bit more in the pedal than, yeah. than you think there probably would be. Um, but yeah, it comes obviously it comes back to how hard you're driving the car and the yeah, I mean, you, you touched on aftermarket brakes and, you know, this is where I can talk from experience because, you know, I certainly don't want to be replacing either worn or chipped ceramic brakes. Um, my cars have had, I mean, not all of them, but my GT cars, the last three have all had ceramic brakes and I wouldn't buy a car without them. But what I have done is I've taken those discs off and kept them in good condition to put back on the car when I sell it and bought mm. myself a set of surface transform um, ceramic discs which are layered carbon discs and rather than crushed carbon and have actually, if it's even possible to believe it, superior braking abilities to the standard PCCBs mm. um, and could be resurfaced if you need it. Mine never have. They, I've moved them from one car to the next and I probably drive harder than most people on track and they've yeah. never had to be resurfaced. But the cost of those relative to uh, what you could sell them for if you don't need them anymore is actually quite cheap. Yeah, there's quite a lot of aspects to this mm. topic then of, of upgrading to, to uh, surface transform ceramic brakes because I suppose the first part of it is what you were just saying. You could take off your PCCBs mm. if you were starting to do some heavy track work to mm. you know, preserve them, put them back on the car because first of all, the STs are half the cost to replace mm. than the full set of Porsche PCCBs. So we're talking, roughly speaking, 20K for a set from Porsche and 12, 13K supply fitted with pads on the STs. Um, and it then brings up an, an, a new sort of train of thought that I'm starting to notice where guys always have gone, do you know what, I've always run ceramics. And they're now buying cars with steels because they're slightly cheaper. Mm. So they might buy a GT3 RS on steels, mm. five, six, seven grand cheaper than the market mm. with ceramics, and then just banging the STs straight on. Yeah, because the calipers are actually the same, mm. you can put surface transform ceramic brakes on your steel braked car just with a change of discs and pads. Yeah. So it's a, it's a very good modification to make. Yeah, and then you could even paint the calipers if you really were yeah. you know, wanting to have the yellow calipers to go with it. And therefore you've, you've then added value back into your car at half the cost of you know, yeah. putting the actual PCCBs on. Um, so th that's an interesting sort of aspect which hasn't historically been possible because of what you were saying about discs. You can swap them from hub to hub to hub mm. because Porsche, for the time being, mm. have run the same centre lock assembly system. Um, whereas before, obviously, as you went from 996 to 997, it was mm. getting bigger wheels and, and different hubs. But then that means also you can put those STs on cars that left the factory with the ceramic brakes and upgrade them. Um, in terms of outright performance, could you say that there was a real 
material difference yeah. to the driver? Yeah, I can. You know, I mean, it, 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 they are definitely a better brake yeah. in terms of sheer retardation and bite um, and consistency um, and seemingly wear as well. Mm. The, the surface transform is a better brake than the standard PCCB. But when you look at how it's made, and it's hard to criticise Porsche, but when you look at how these specialist brakes are made they are of a better quality yes and it's what you were saying earlier they've got a patented machine where the brakes are layered mm. and then sewn together so it's well actually we may as well just talk about that because again a misconception where people say oh you know these ceramic brakes are they delicate um, mm. it's very rare mm. very rare we ever see any damage on them mm. but the damage is typically caused generally two reasons one because they're running a center lock wheel with one nut, the technician takes off the wheel, and if they don't put the tool in which you're supposed to, which is a big extension that comes out of the center of the alloy, which means that you can slide the wheel right out of the you know, wheel arch mm. before taking it down. If you don't use that longer tool and you just undo the nut, the wheel could slip off the hub and it weighs 25 kilos, mm. you know, it's goof, it catches the drum of the alloy wheel on the top of the disc, that's where we tend to see mm. wheel uh, ceramics getting chipped. Uh, and or what you were saying on circuit, you know, mm. you, you unfortunately have a have a spin, goes into the gravel, there's something in the between the disc and the pad and mm. you, you don't know about it till... But you could pick that up on your driveway. Yeah. You know, you could pick that up on the road on your driveway. It's mm. not necessarily just on on the track that you do it. It's, in mm. fact, it's the smaller stones that do the damage. That nibble away, yes. And mm. the issue with the Porsche ones is that if there's a chip, that's depending on the severity, there is actually a tolerance of how big the chip can be. You can get away with small ones. But if the chip was large, you have to replace the disc. And actually, Porsche re recommend replacement in axle pairs, mm. because otherwise you're gonna have a discrepancy in terms of thickness and age and mileage that the discs have each done. So four and a half turns into 10 mm. plus pads, and it yeah starts mm. to get a bit hairy at that point. But as I say, that is, it's rare. You know, mm. I think in the last 10 years, I reckon we've probably replaced three or four sets mm. um, or, or axle pairs because Damaged of that. ones. Damaged ones, mm. yeah. Whereas with the STs, I know we had a car last year that got STs and it had been driven fast, you know, just what they thought at the end of the day, but the, 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 the coating had come off, but they got sent back. I think it was a thousand pounds to reface mm. the discs, back on the car, off they went. Mm. And so. you can do that up to four times on the surface transforms, whereas you cannot resurface repair no. at all a PCCB. Yeah, exactly. And off they went again. Mm. So it won't be long, I don't think, before we see manufacturers of mm. Porsche maybe swapping to these mm. type of discs where they're manufactured differently, so they're, mm. they're tougher and stronger. But um, I guess if you aren't doing track days, which we always get you know, involved in this conversation of track, track, track. A lot of people aren't interested in doing track days. If you were just using it for the road, what's your sort of I'd opinion? run steels. You said that if, very if, quickly. If there, <laughs> if there was no economic, uh, well, I say economic because it's always an economic, but if it was just on um, road car performance, mm. not having to worry about damaging the discs, um, I'd run steels on the road. Mm. Um, you know, the question about how much it affects the value of your car come resale and all the rest of it, that's, that is a difficult one to, to answer. Mm. Um, and that's traditionally why I've actually always bought cars with ceramics, because mm. I'm 
worried about not being able to sell a car and uh, because it's not but if you ask me what do I actually think is better in terms of cost effectiveness for most people just driving their car on the road with the occasional track day I would say steals hmm. it's, it would almost be easier for the used car market if it wasn't an option you either got yeah. ceramics on your, yeah. your top of the range track car or you ran steals on the on the road cars and that would take alleviate that sort of fear yeah. but in all honesty, when, when it comes to selling, for example, like car we first started talking about, a, a you know, GT3 Club Sport, mm. the difference in value of the car for having ceramics, everything mm. else remaining equal, same spec, mileage, age, is probably a couple of grand. Mm. Um, and because of the fours and against that we've just been talking about, there, there's always someone that would prefer one yeah to the other yeah um so it's interesting that's but, your... but more people prefer ceramics on gt model cars because they expect to drive them hard yeah you know you were saying if you were buying a car just to use on the road and occasional traffic mm. well most people don't buy a gt porsche with that in mind true and i certainly have bought all my gt porsches with the intent of using it very hard <laughs> on circuit yeah. so for me i've always bought ceramics mm. um but the it's and I would continue to do so with that in mind. But interestingly, it wouldn't, you know, no. how we were talking about it, it wouldn't, it doesn't affect the resale. There's always someone that will go, well, yeah, that's true, but yeah. I, I'm of, I'm yeah. of, it's a bit like, to a less degree, I guess, subjective colours, you know, oh, can't, can't have that yeah. colour, never have that colour. But to someone else, it's perfect. Exactly. So we've answered all the questions and none of them. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't want to sit on the fence. No. I think if I was going to put my um, flag in one side, of it, I would I would go steals on the account that I could choose to upgrade them. The car yeah. initially would yeah. be cheaper to purchase and therefore, for someone like myself, easier to maintain yeah. and run. And then... If I wanted to upgrade them to mm. even the ceramics at a certain point, um, sounds like you're in the. I'm in the red corner. You're in the yellow corner. Yeah, I like yellow as well on my calipers. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, well, I think I think we've covered all the all the bases there, and hopefully you found that interesting. Um, if uh, there's any other topics of similar note where people sort of are reading conflicting opinions of, of something, hopefully uh, you know if if you contact us we can discuss them and uh, give you some actual answers based on real world experience because you know we take these cars out i have to prep them and sell them you race them and track them and stuff like that so this isn't pie in the sky stuff it's, no, definitely. it's what we do yeah but, and you so. see lots and lots of cars and speak to lots of customers as well so this isn't one person's experience just you know on the internet this is yours dealing with countless customers. Yeah, yeah. definitely. So, um, well, hope you found that interesting and um, uh, keep coming back for more.